I got new internet. Or still Comcast, but I have a different plan now. Oh, I'm better, hopefully? Or It's been a lot better. Oh, okay. Are you using um, an Ethernet cable? Uh-oh. No, because I don't have one. I plan to buy one, uh, but the the Wi-Fi the wireless is, seems to be seems going okay. Better, yeah, just okay. across the board. So probably because I'm not having to split it with anybody else. I think it helps. So all right, cool, cool. When I first saw that chair, Adam. I thought it was a pillow. I was like, he's like really relaxed right now. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I figured it out. Guess what? No. It's a pillow. <laughs> it's slanted so you can use it like a chair. It's a pillow chair? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got a pillow chair. So I hope I don't like do this too much but i probably am because oh, like these civil chairs i love these <laughs> although mine is super squeaky watch this <laughs> i should uh do the video just like leaning back and forth the entire time oh this actually isn't even that bad right now there are times <laughs> when it's like twice this it's like <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys ready yeah, whenever you are. And welcome, everybody, to the newest episode of the Amateur Theory Podcast. Like always, we got an excellent episode for you today. Um, we're going to talk about The Devil All the Time, the uh, relatively new Netflix movie. Um, we're going to talk about the new Borat movie. But first, we're going to discuss um, some uh, interesting news in regards to... Um, Bill and Ted, Dune, and uh, the new James Bond movie. Not totally related, but we're just going to put them together. So uh, starting with Bill and Ted, it turns out, you know, I think during our Bill and Ted episode when we did that, we talked about how it wasn't doing super well. But uh, we just read an article today saying that it is doing uh, great. And in fact, is putting uh, the company behind the MGM in a, the best financial position it's been in years with their VOD model. So it seems like it's going pretty well. Yeah, no, it's it's just further proof that theaters are, I don't know, it's, is this the final, like, knife in the back in theaters? No, it's not, obviously, but it's proving that the VOD model is just really weird to do things right now. Um, yeah, because that gets us to James Bond and Dune, which have been delayed to 2021. Um Presumably because Tenet is still not doing as hot as, you know, people had hoped. Um, and so, and this VOD thing, I mean, did, Mulan did really great too. So it might just be that that's the, that is the model right now. Do you think this will continue? What do you think post-pandemic? Do we see more VOD releases and less theater releases? Or is this just like an anomaly in time? So... I think um, it's important to note that I haven't heard, well, there hasn't been any news about any of these movies that keep getting put like further and further back, like the release date keeps keeps moving back. Uh, I haven't heard about a plan to switch to VOD. I think that 
a lot of the big studios are still under the assumption that the money is to be made in a successful theater run. And it, that's not happening, but that is where they want to get their money uh, eventually. Um, otherwise, they would be announcing more VOD plans for some of these big releases that are just keep getting pushed back further and further. Well, some have. Um, so American Pickle was eventually it was supposed to be a theater release. Um, I believe King of Staten Island was supposed to be a theater release. And these, I mean, these are both comedies, but they're, they're probably the two of the biggest comedies of the year, actually. And then they both got released straight to. But but like King of Staten Island was early on in COVID, right? And and so they, like, it was less of a plan. gotten a small theater release at some point, I'm not sure. Mm. But, um, whereas these movies are playing, like, it just seems to me like that these movies were banking on COVID becoming less or 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 kind of like um fading like it has in some countries um and it's not happening so i i don't know we'll see what happens yeah well i mean the 007 movie's been is this like the third time it's been pushed back now because if it came out in its original release date we would have already seen the movie like (laughs) a few months ago i think yeah and i mean at this point even like post pandemic if i was a studio why like I could release the movie theatrically, of course, but why would I also not have a do a VOD release along with it? Because that's it seems like that's where all the money's been lately, because that's where it has been. Um, so if I was a studio, I would just take that route, assuming I'm trying to make as much money as I can. Because um, I wonder if the hope is that if they like the first movies in a post covid world are just going to be flooded with people who are just dying to see the movies in theaters you know like there's all this pent-up demand i'm totally just total speculation i have no idea that's the case but it's just uh something that occurred to me maybe maybe it's what they're thinking i mean i could totally see that happening i'm imagining people want to get out of their houses and do things you know without having to wear a mask without having to worry about you know catching anything um and also for big uh you know huge blockbuster releases like 007 and dune um i wonder how much clout you know the directors can have there in choosing the release model because if i directed dune say if i was denis villeneuve that's a movie i would want people to experience in theaters similar to how nolan wanted people to see tenet in theaters just because those movies are spectacles well i'm assuming i haven't seen dune but it seems like it'll be a spectacle it's a huge epic a space opera um and then 007 you know those are have always been like you know fun uh espionage action movies like they seem movies fit for theaters and i wonder if any of the filmmakers can have a saying like we would really rather not have this come out on vod also while it has a theatrical run i think one other thing to consider um is that bill and ted um, I'm not going to say they had a shoestring budget like th- they put millions into the movie, but like some of these monster movies like regularly get hundreds of millions of dollars. And that is not what Bill and Ted did. So I suspect the investment into Bill and Ted was just not what these big movies, the investment that went into these big movies, they really want a 
uh, a return, like a, a real return. And I, I'm wondering whether these, it, sure, the VOD is is giving is getting a profit for um, like movies like Bill and Ted that didn't cost that much to make. But well, Mulan, though, Mulan, um, gangbusters apparently. Interesting. But I mean, that is Disney. They're, they're like known for doing gangbusters in general. So <laughs> maybe it's not a fair comparison. But, yeah, I, oh, yep. I mean, it just at this point, it, are we even going to get to see 007 or Dune? Because <laughs> I, I, I was so excited for Dune, and now I have to wait for another year. I guess I kind of get it, but man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, all you can do is just wait and see. But um, that gets us to our uh, next piece of news, which is that Borat 2 is officially announced and is going to get a release date. Um, I don't know if they have an official date, but it's supposed to be fairly soon before the election. So, yeah, I think it's like right at the end of October before Okay. the actual election dates. And the interesting thing in the article we read was that uh, Sarah Conan pushed for that, that he, it was important to him to get it released before the election. Which makes me think that this is going to be um, somewhat political. He's just coming off of that one show, uh, This Is America, which um, I think didn't do as well as maybe or the people involved in that movie, that show did. But it was that's a clearly political um, show. This is going to be a clearly, or it sounds like it's going to be a political movie. Uh, do you think one that people want to see a political movie? in this environment and two will this have any kind of political uh influence on the election like is, is this a borat two enough to swing even a single voter into like changing their minds i don't know if it's gonna change anyone's opinion but also that's the thing i haven't seen the movie um but as for will people want to see it i mean it's it's borat that's Actually, I was surprised he was even able to make a Borat sequel because I guess That's I had assumed just by now just everyone knew who Borat was. If you've like absorbed any of the cultural like milieu within the past decade, like I, you'd probably know who Borat is. So I don't know he, how he got away with that. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if you like uh, the the news I've heard about that movie seems to center around a specific scene where he uh, dons a Donald Trump disguise and crashes a Mike Pence um, like speech. Um, and apparently they just discovered like it, the reason that's news is because they just discovered that was Sasha Baron Cohen and they just thought mm -hmm. it was the guy who crashed um, the thing. So mm -hmm. I, based on that, it sounds to me that maybe it's, the secret to this is that he isn't just doing the Borat character um, here. Um, I I don't want to like claim I know what this is going to be in this movie, but that's I feel like that's an implication of what I've heard about this. That's interesting. Maybe it'll be Borat playing a character. They'll set it up somehow so that like Borat can't has to disguise himself. Interesting. It could be. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I, I imagine people will see this. Well, plus, like, a lot of people have Amazon Prime, so I'm guessing you'll just yeah. be able to watch it. And it's Borat, like. 
Borat's like like highly like famous, so and people love Borat, so now if you had asked me during uh like early high school, Borat would I would have said Borat's my favorite comedy of all time. I don't know if I still hold that opinion, um looking back at it, but it's it's still it's pretty great. I mean it's it's good comedy and I I hope I hope that this is still funny. Um the thing that I would worry about, and this isn't, um, you know, I, I, I'm totally cool with political humor. I, I really like John Oliver's show, and I've uh, used to watch Daily Show a lot. But the political humor can, it can sometimes be more preachy than funny. Like if you don't do it right, it, uh, it can just be really dry, and it feels like you're being preached at. And I, I just really hope that this is not that. I, I don't. I, I'm not too worried I'm about that. Borat's always been kind of pretty out there, like absurd. That's true. It's yeah. That's true. like I mean, I would say the first was fairly political too. Like, it's not like it's a huge leap to make this about like U.S. elections. Um, you know, that's fair. I wasn't even thinking about that, but it is kind of a criticism of like the Bush era a little bit, or there was some of that in the, in the first movie. Have you guys seen the dictator? Yeah. Um, I'm not. <laughs> um, so I, I, I just wanted to point that as an example that, it, that I felt like that movie, it, it wasn't called the dictator. Uh, it, did I get the title right? He plays. Uh, I, I know, I know the movie you're talking about. Yeah. He, 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 this is the thing is that, his works, I didn't think that movie was nearly as good as Borat, and I also didn't think Bruno was nearly as good as Borat. Mm. So I don't... Um, and the This Is America show, I've seen some of it. Um, it has some some pretty good moments, but also some, like, mm. I don't know, moments that kind of fall flat. And so that's what I... That's why I'm a little bit more worried about this movie than, than if I had only ever seen Borat and was just expecting, you know the same yeah yeah so uh, like my point is is that there is, i feel like there's potential for for it to kind of fall off a little bit um but i mean when when sasha baron cohen hits gold he he runs away with it it's uh so i don't know uh i ex- i don't want to say i expect good things but uh i wouldn't be surprised if it's good yeah, like I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I definitely plan on watching it. That's... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna watch it too. It's on Amazon Prime. It, Amazon Prime is like that service that everybody has that used to be that nobody used, but now they kind of have a hit with the boys. Mm. So actually, it's been getting some traction. But um, the uh, yeah, it's it's kind of because everyone has Amazon Prime. So you just you have Amazon uh, Prime Video and. <laughs> Why not? Why not watch Borat too? I, I am excited for it. I don't want to make it sound like I'm not. But okay. Now we're going to get into the uh, the movie we all watched. And as per usual, as we've been doing, we're going to start with a spoiler-free review. We're just going to give kind of our feelings on the movie generally. And then we'll move into a more in-depth uh, section that will include spoilers, which we'll give plenty of warning for. So uh, baseline... Devil all the time. How did you feel? Dude, this movie. So, all right. I watched it, you know, on Sunday. I was, like, hungover on my fifth pack of cigarettes. 
opened a cheap bottle of whiskey I got at the convenience store. And I turned on this film that's just about a bunch of people killing themselves or each other. <laughs> and I loved it, man. It was the best. This is my favorite movie ever now. <laughs> I'm just depressed, and I want to watch everyone else be miserable. <laughs> okay, no, but seriously, it's... I did actually... Yeah, really, like... I wouldn't say I loved this movie, but I did definitely enjoy it. It's... It's... uh. You're engaged throughout the whole film. It's never really boring, I'd say. There's, yeah, kind of a lot going on. I mean, there's like, what, like 15 characters yeah. <laughs> in this film? But it's it's certainly engaging, I would say. I would say I liked it too. Um, and I thought that when it was at its kind of most like stylish, it's a most like Southern Gothic. That's when I really enjoyed it. I, I just felt like it, it should have like leaned into that more a little bit. Cause sometimes it kind of stepped away from that. And then I felt like the movie was not as good at stepping away from it. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I would say overall, I, I liked it. Um, it, it's a cool movie. Yeah, no, I think that the uh, the thing I like about this movie most is the aesthetics, the um, you know the acting. I thought was pretty good all around. Uh, this this movie did do kind of a. It felt like it was trying to play itself as like this deep. It had like this deeper thing to say, and it didn't really. Like there there wasn't. Uh, but I don't think that movies need to be deep, right? Like to me, this I got the same satisfaction of this that I do from like a movie like John Wick right where it's just like good guy fights bad guy that's all you need to know like everything else is just window dressing um but for what it was I, I thought it was uh yeah I, I definitely enjoyed it I um <laughs> this is going to be a theme at the very beginning I thought this was going to go in more horror direction and then it didn't but <laughs> <laughs> It almost, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm so used to it when you uh, start talking about, like, the devil and, like, have all this, like, Jesus stuff and, like, you know, a lot of religious invocation. Usually, I see that in horror movies. That's, that's I don't see it too much else where, um, but I'm okay that this wasn't a horror movie because any. I mean, horrifying things still quick. happen, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still, like, a, um, I guess there are some horrific bits for sure, it's it's. What did we say last time? Horror adjacent. Yeah, horror adjacent. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I did. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. I um. Yeah, I, I spent too much time trying to figure out what it was trying to say before just coming to the conclusion that it just didn't have anything to say. <laughs> Beyond maybe like you know religion bad, and not even like religion <laughs> bad, but like too much religion is bad, or being too religious or something, something like that. Um, beyond that, it was just, That's fair. you know, good guy versus bad guy. Very straightforward. Uh, yeah, kind of. Or, I don't know, maybe I was trying to say, what are you saying that movie? It's like, there's some real bad sons of bitches yeah. out there. Something right. like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do really like the southern uh, gothic feel of it. Because the books, or I mean, the movie is based on a book, which came mm -hmm. out a few years back. And apparently the author was the narrator. So it's cool. Yes. Yeah, and I've never read the book, although I'm actually somewhat interested now after uh, seeing this movie. But yeah, the movie has a very, like, 
almost Cormac McCarthy, William Faulkner type feel sort of thing going on. Um, yeah, with lots of violence. Uh, not quite in. as smart as them, but like they get the no. the trappings yeah. right, you know. And and yeah. you know what? And the setting. Probably more course. fun than them often. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I feel like if you hear a movie described as gritty, that immediately kind of conjures certain cliches to your mind. This movie is gritty. <laughs> that's how i describe it but yeah it sounds like we all enjoyed it so that was uh i guess baseline it's a, it's an enjoyable movie i think most of the reviews like a 60 percent on rotten tomatoes i want to say or something to yeah. that effect actually i thought it'd be a little higher than that but um i i didn't read any of the reviews but if i had to guess um probably because i was looking at like the book reviews and it's like critically acclaimed people were raving about it probably my my guess would be most of the bad reviews is that it just didn't do the book justice for whatever reason maybe it turned it more into a spectacle than the book was or i mean i don't know that for sure but i just be what i would guess i've actually read that it's slavish to the book like it it really really yeah it's a very very uh close um adaption yeah but i mean well but at the end of the day literature and film are different mediums like if you say if you have like like amazing prose like that can save a book like there are books that live off that reputation whereas and i mean this film it's i'd say it's well directed the cinematography's yeah pretty good like nothing spectacular but it does look nice, and I think the setting helps with it, because as someone who has, like, family in, like, areas like West Virginia, like, I could kind of, like, look at it and be like, oh, yeah, this kind of reminds me of there a little. Although, I don't know if the movie was filmed on location, but it feels like, you know, small town West Virginia slash Ohio. Mm. And, yeah, and I'd say the acting was pretty solid uh i didn't realize robert pattinson was in this movie so <laughs> i was pretty glad when he showed up because he always does a really good job um yeah he's he's consistently he seems like he's in so many movies this year which is crazy like actually i don't know it's just uh he's, he's been doing a lot i guess but um apparently also he didn't have a vocal coach i read that uh that southern accent is just him just him riffing <laughs> Which, uh, good job yeah, yeah wow <laughs> uh, and yeah like I said like I think all the acting in this movie was pretty solid I can't think of a single person who I felt like was worse or like pulled the film down because their performance wasn't up to par like everyone's was pretty good yeah, um, which is saying something because there are a lot of characters in this film yeah. that we follow yeah everyone's very believable uh, I guess with that, we were call it on the spoiler-free section. So if you have not seen the movie and you'd like to and don't want it spoiled, then uh, watch it, come back. But uh, okay, so coming back to like those themes, right? That uh, religion is bad. I like it seemed like they, I don't know, because they even tried to make the murderer like the the murderer couple. It was like, I feel closest to God when I'm killing people. Yeah. And it seemed like there was like these really loose ties 
there was one guy who was like a religious fanatic, so he kills the wife. But then the other preacher is just kind of like just a scumbag generally. And I don't know if like religion really had anything to do with that. It just he happened to be a preacher. There, I mean, the uh, the the. The, the well, he used the religion as a facade for his, like, sleazy, like, um, yeah. actions. And then everyone who was a believer ended up dying. Like, the most religious people. Like, the, the girl died. Um, the the guy, the first, the father, he wasn't religious, became religious, and then died. And um, then, obviously, the pastor died. The first past, both pastors died. Uh, so that seemed to be... But I just, the problem was, is that like only one of them, or maybe, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say only one of them had religion as the direct cause of death. But actually, now I think about it, it might have been more than that in, in like a roundabout way. So that preacher, uh, Robert Pattinson's preacher, I, um, uh, I think that this is one of those movies that uh, give the theme away. There, there's like a line. And they like say it. Uh, Robert Pattinson gives this monologue on delusion, and I think that's basically the message that this uh, this story is kind of putting out there is that um, uh, a failure to like to accept reality, a failure to be okay with reality, and we see this again and again: the father uh, failing to under recognize the reality of the cancer, the preacher failing to recognize the reality that. Uh, and I'm not talking about Robert Pattinson's preacher, Other the preacher. previous preacher yeah. who rec failed to recognize the reality that he killed his wife. Um, and so the most grounded character is, um, uh, I forgot his name now, Spider-Man. Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I'm so sorry. Uh, Tom Holland's character is yeah. the most grounded character. He and he kind of he, he he's kind of static in that way, but it works for this film because we see the change in the story instead of just it, we don't need to see it in him. Um, but uh, this is the most grounded character. He's always kind of has a eye towards how things are act really are. Um, this character survives, right? And uh, the deluded characters, quote unquote, um, kind of die sometimes even at his hand, right? What about uh, the second half of the bad guys, though, the, the couple and the dirty cop. Like, would uh, you say they're, they're deluded? Uh, well, I, I think that's why, like, the awkward kind of like that was his religion. This it was kind of tied in. Um, I think you could actually make an argument for the cop in this as well. Um, kind of this um, this idea about what things were like that w wasn't really how it was. And uh, it, I guess kind of to give an example, um, uh, he's constantly like burrowing, uh, burrowing, he's burying the truth. Like he's burying the truth about his sister. He's burying the truth about his like bad connections. Um, and so that's it's delusion, but in another way, um, like de the delusion of like falsehood. Right. Um, and, and so, it, again, I think it's awkward. And actually, this kind of goes into like my I, I really liked this movie, um, but I felt like this movie was had this contradiction at its core where it was like trying to focus on like 
the truth and reality as like the things to hold up. These are, these are virtues and, and like when you lie, when you delude yourself, these things are like stopping you from that. And the problem with that is that I liked this movie best when it was not super realistic. I liked it best when it was stylish and like when it did gothic things like hung a dog on the cross and, and stuff. Um, so there's kind of like a paradox at the center of this. I don't know. Well, talking about paradox, the very ending of the movie is him literally, I guess, being delusional. He's, he's uh, like he's hearing the news and like there's like, a, you know, Vietnam's happening. And he's like, and I'm just imagining a world where, you know, I have a wife and kids and everything's dandy. Right. Isn't that just like, I guess it's well, playing on the same thing, but it's like putting it into a frame of maybe it's not so bad or something. It's possible. I think that maybe what they were doing, because it, it he didn't just have that one idea or dream. He uh, uh, entertained a bunch of different futures for himself, including going to Vietnam. If you, you might remember, uh, at the very end, he, he imagines himself in different scenarios. Um, and I think that he's mm-hmm. being what maybe that's saying is that it's being, he's being open to any possibility. Um, Though I thought it was kind of strange that the possibility that he gets caught and goes in jail was not something that (laughs) entertained. (laughs) Um, uh, So I don't know. Well, he killed the cop, so he's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all the other cops to know, right? Because they're the ones that told that cop. It's like, oh yeah, it's this dude probably. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Uh, if if there was some kind of theme around, the, I mean, like, I guess you could you could make a point, and like I, I I could totally tell they were trying to push some sort of unifying theme. Like I I think they they were meant to believe that, but it just some of the connections were so tenuous to me that again, like really, what this movie came down to to me was that our main character is kind of like our John Wick character who has to purge the evil of the land. There's a lot of evil and he just kills them all. The end. <laughs> and like from, from that perspective, um, it's, it's not a bad movie, right? Like you don't, it doesn't need to be deep. It's just, uh, you really learn to hate these bad guy characters. Cause they're, you know, it's they're They're not like Mulan where you just hate them because they suck. You love to hate them. They're the right kind of villain. Yeah, so. well, they're, they're, they actually have characters to them. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it does feel cathartic when they get their just desserts. Like it is, it especially Robert Patterson, most of all, you know, you really wanted him to die. And he did. He like, and it was, it was very, um, he had a whole, like the death was very satisfying. He had like a moment of reckoning where, uh, you know, Holland was like listing back, like he was doing this fake confession and he was laying all of the, he was <laughs> confronting him with all of his sins. And then he, uh, you know, before he, he took him down. So it was, it was, it was great all around. I mean, that was just very, very satisfying to watch. Um, and then same thing with the cop, like he didn't really like the cop. And the fact that he was being all swarmy about like pretending to help him at the end with a shotgun. But then it was very obvious he was lying because as soon as he heard a sound, he would shoot it. And so, like, you really felt justified, like, this guy, it's okay that this guy's killing people. Um, just, like... Yeah. I, I actually kind of wish he was characterized a little bit more, because, I don't know, it didn't seem like he was in the movie too often. 
because I top. mean, he shows up at the beginning for a little bit, and then you see him visit his sister, and then he visits, I guess, kind of the gangster guy he's in the pockets of, and then the next time you see him, he just kills him, which yeah. kind of felt like out of the blue somewhat. It's like, okay, I realize, yeah, the gangster's kind of a jerk. You don't like working for him, but like we just... We seem to like make a leap. We made a leap here. It's like fuck it. I'm just gonna kill this guy. Like, <laughs> well, which I I'm mean, like, okay, it kind of fits with the movie. I mean, yeah, like, there's an opportunity like, for someone to here, die but... a dark death. It happens in this film. <laughs> it's like, and whenever, whenever there's a worse thing that could happen. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> this this falls under what I like to call like misery porn, where it's like if something can go wrong, it will to the point where it's kind of contrived, but at the same time, like sometimes that works. Yeah, I don't know. I like this comic book. Would be <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of nice. You um, you have a, a vigilante hero who just. Uh, does some street justice where the the system is not working, right? Because all the people in power, they're all the baddies. So we have to have this uh, this poor guy, this poor orphan, this poor <laughs> orphan <laughs> whose dad, dead parents died. Um, and then his, his like, sister He's, he's Spider-Man. Up. He's also Spider-Man in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> his parents are dead and he goes <laughs> <laughs> this is southern gothic spider-man <laughs> and yeah i know I, I i've been saying the john wick comparison too much but it just it reminds me so much of that because like john wick is similarly like does not get or need a character arc right he is just there to enact justice like you're vicariously like getting schoidenfreude or whatever through him when you just, you know, kick these guys' asses. Um, this is done a little <laughs> bit darker and less tone-in-cheek than John Wick, but it is, like, a more serious version of that, basically. Like, the what I get from those movies are the exact same that I get from this movie. I don't mind that feeling. It's, a, it's a, like, a it's, it works for a movie, you know, as long as you have uh, some decent action, decent uh, characters. And this, you know, it's not cool action in the way like a kung fu or a james bond movie's cool action but it's it's very tense yeah and, you know if you have that like tension and drama then the action like works and in this movie it didn't yeah the i, I do want to say that john wick has kind of a like kind of a, a, a like a rhythmic ballet kind of like like action to it a little bit that uh so i wouldn't i wouldn't i, I don't like this is this is choreographed action. It, it is absolutely not. And I do get a little bit more from John Wick because yeah, if you of that. Seen this movie and are still watching this, and then you think John Wick. Don't think John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not that movie at all. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, uh, the yeah, yeah. This is this yeah, is yeah. A, a, yeah, a pull like take take the bully behind the school and like bloody his nose kind of action not so much the the you know put together a gun while you're under fire kind of thing that john wick is 
Yeah. yeah. Not not really any choreography. It. It's great. <laughs> Angry, depressing brutalness. <laughs> All right. Well, does anyone uh, have anything else to say? I think those are those are my thoughts. Yeah, I, I think that sums it up mostly for me as well. Um, uh, yeah, yeah uh, a dark, engaging thriller type film, and if you're into that, you'll probably like this. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. People I are dispatched it's... without drama or gravitas. It's it's very entertaining. Yeah, I definitely, definitely would recommend. To um, unless you're maybe if you're squeamish, don't watch it. Um, but. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise, any other person on Earth is going to like this movie, except for <laughs> And also 40% of critics. <laughs> for whatever reason. But all right. Um, as uh, we did last time, I'd like to end things by a, uh, a what are you um, watching segment. And if you aren't watching anything, you can... Uh, you know, expand it, any kind of media, you know, if it's a video game or a book. But if you have watched a movie, you'd love to hear about the movies. Um, I'll start. I've been watching a lot. I started uh, um, the uh, the third season of Twin Peaks, which I'm really enjoying. Um, I've been watching the NBA Finals, which may or may not be concluded by the time this comes out. But what I'd like to talk about this time is uh, I just saw uh, King of Staten Island, and I want to talk about it because it was a lot better than I expected it to be. And I, I wasn't expecting it to be bad. You know, I, I tend to like Apatow movies. Like I think they're, they're pretty entertaining. But uh, this is like a really, really great man versus self. Um, you know, if, if you know Pete Davidson, I'm a big fan of his. You know, it's, it's him across Bill Burr. They're both hilarious. Um, and they, I think, I don't know if semi-autographical is the i would call this movie but pete davidson did help write it and i think it is the character that he plays is i think based on himself um and so it comes off as very genuine so it's a very it's still a very very funny movie but it's also a very touching movie and i think it actually might end up being my movie of the year again there haven't been oh. that many movies out but uh, i i did come out liking this movie a whole lot more than i thought i would and it was, uh, it was very, very good. Did you say that was Judd Apatow? Because yeah. I, I don't know like anything about this movie, pretty much. So yeah, no, it was it was directed by him. Oh, okay. Um. Well, it's October, which means every weekend I'm watching a horror film, Ooh. and my most recent one is Fright Night, the original '80s version. Nice. Um. It's if you want, um, like just pure 80s styling, like and vampires as well, like just the classic vampire villain, then yeah, this is your film. Um, it there are some things that have not aged well, it's got some problematic bits that uh, you should probably <laughs> know going in a little bit. Um, but it other than that, if you want like that kind of 80s synth feel with your horror and uh, there are comedy elements as well which uh, are they go over fine so yeah 
I recommend it, and I'm uh, extremely excited for The Haunting of Bly Manor when that comes out on Netflix. In, in fact, I suspect it will be out by the time this movie, this uh, recording's uh, sent to you. Yeah. I always thought Fright Night would make a really good uh, double feature with um, The Lost Boys. Both is like, I've you know, those that. 80s vampire yeah. things. Um, yeah. As for me, I've I've been rewatching Community. Oh, nice! <laughs> Actually, yeah. Um, and a, a lot of it's kind of just on in the background while I do other things. But um, I mean, it's I don't know. Community is pretty well known by now. I feel like you, by now you probably know whether you like it or not. Um, I still think it's really good. I think it holds up. Um. I mean, I guess some of the humor kind of seems a little dated, maybe wouldn't fly these days, but what can you do? Oh, wow. Old comedy has elements that <laughs> might not have aged well. <laughs> yeah, community, it's and I mean, a solid community show. Community always, I, not that it totally excuses everything, but it was kind of like South Park, and it was kind of like a, it was a self-aware, problematic humor, because it's all driven through the one character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've actually never seen all of Community before. I've only seen like the first four or five seasons. I think there's six. Yeah. Um, it it dropped off in quality. I, I remember watching it. Um I remember it came to exclusive to some service that has gone and went and no one cared about, like Yahoo video or something. I don't know if that's exactly what it was, but something like that, or you've just never heard of it before. And it was exclusive to that platform. And I remember, I don't remember if it, I think I made a, it was either I got a free trial. I think that's what it was. I think I got a free trial and then just binged watch community immediately canceled and then never thought about it again. Thank goodness that it's out. <laughs> you can get it on elsewhere now. Um, but uh, the, the, the seasons after, because um, two big characters leave and I'm blanking on both their names, but it's uh Chevy Chase's character and Childish Gambino's character. Um, they Pearson both... Troy. Yes. yes. And the, the series is worse without them. Not to say that it's, it's bad, but it's not as good as the first seasons. Mm. But uh, that'll be Yeah, it. that's what I've been watching. Maybe I'll actually watch something new and cool and exciting next week. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, um... That'll be it for us. If uh, you're watching us on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. Tell us in the comments, did you watch this movie? What did you think of it? Uh, if you're watching, to, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, give us a follow. We do this weekly. And until next time. Right. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>